Hello there. I welcome you. Thank you so much for coming again. It's time, y'all, for another fun podcast. What will this podcast be about? Let's see a variety of things, but we're going to go right into it. First of all, I posted at least four pictures just recently, right now, with my podcast group. For those who are here, thank you, thank you, and thank you. And thank you for coming. At the sound of my voice, I say thank you. those pictures you see um, a sun a beautiful sunrise you see a firework you see um, the 2017 eclipse and it's a pretty spectacular day Um, also you see um, a beautiful full red moon now what does that have to do with today's subject everything I had so much fun taking these pictures never thought that my photography would lead me to really paying close attention. I guess that photographic memory pays off, right? Because that's one of the things I know I have. And I think some of y'all, you guys out there have it. And it's not a curse, it's actually a blessing. I've learned to accept it. Some things I wish I didn't remember, but I guess it's a part of growing up and not just growing up, learning lessons. I should say learning blessings, receiving blessings. We're not here for me to preach to you, but I'm here to talk about this site. Okay. So within I thanked you, I gave you the the cheer. It's just another token of my gratitude. I am grateful that you actually attended this episode with me. So what are we going to talk about? Well, I'm going to start with the firework picture. And there's so much inspiration. If you're paying attention to my to the group, I had actually posted a firework picture of like two minutes of video. Go ahead and check it out. It's actually pretty spectacular. So here's the point for the Fourth of July. Ooh, can you watch me crinkle and crackle with a loud with a loud color and boom? With my boom, I bloom with an explosion of color, which is a sight like no other, right into the air, bearing so many gifts that was lifted up with a boom. A boom of fire. The many colors for you to put for you as I put on a show that glows in the dark with so many different lights and so many different sparkles. This is a work of art with fire. The view, you can help but admire what appears in our atmosphere. It is clear, some laugh, some cheer at my my celebration of this great nation way up high on a happy 4th of July. This was my 4th of July poem 
And as you see, the firework picture, that is a part of my episode. We're discussing how did I capture this late at night. It was so stunning. How can I not take advantage of what my eyes seen? And me having my, uh, my camera that I got from a pawn shop, I took full advantage and, and, and shot and took pictures as well as created video. And I hope you do enjoy the two minute, less than two minute video that I actually had right before this post. Now, what is next? Let's see. So I thank you for hearing the poem of the 4th of July of my fun in the dark way up high. So let's go forth and talk about this beautiful full red moon. I, my story is, and this is the truth, this is my first picture I captured and actually profited from it, meaning that it's my first professional picture. I was told the rules for professionalism. The moment you sell your work, that's what is considered professional, regardless of how little or how big, it's considered professionalism. That's what people say to me. So I was literally outside of a shelter I used to stay in back in 2016. No, I'm not ashamed. And some things we had to do these things to grow. Back in 2016, I was newly happily divorced, got back here to Jersey, the this, this state that I missed so much. And well, I believe opportunities are around us. It's up to us to pursue them. I was living in the shelter and all I had was my Zoom lens Fuji camera. I'm actually telling you the brand that I bought from a pawn shop in Las Vegas. All I had was one bag of clothes. This is my story. One bag of clothes and a Zoom lens camera. Costed like 80 bucks. Let's continue. So I had seen this view and it was so spectacular. I actually had someone, his name is Christopher. We call him, um... Keel, really weird first name. Glad he's not one of my uh, Facebook friends right now. I don't think so because I'm making fun of his name. The point I'm making is he actually came to the shelter because we were both in the same shelter. And he came and got me. I was sleeping on my cot waiting for dinner, horrible dinner, summer, summer shade trees. Shade trees, oh my God, I'm saying another shelter. <laughs> not shade tree. Some of... 5-5 Atlantic Joseph House Shelter. Shade Tree was the shelter I stayed in in Las Vegas before I left Las Vegas. Now, let me continue. 5-5 Atlantic F. Anybody who ever been down there in Camden, it is at the time of 2016, I believe, yeah. I was staying in a place where it was 70 people in one room, men and women, Sane, insane, doping variety pack. I just happened to be poor. And um, this place provided a, a safe haven for me beyond being on the street. And that's a good thing for me. And I'm grateful for that. So let's get back to the friend. The friend actually came and got me. He knew also I'm doing photography on a serious level. I didn't know that his, his father's a photographer. I just knew that he told me to come outside, and he said, bring your camera. And I just trust him like a child. I said, okay. And I came outside, and I seen this beautiful moon. 
it was literally right across the street from the old shelter is a day shelter in the day we used to go into there and to wait till the shelter opened up at eight o'clock at night which is horrible waiting all day for it but until like i think 12 one o'clock the day shelter from from the from seven o'clock until uh one o'clock they were open monday through friday so that's why we used to go so i was literally right across from that and he actually grabbed me and said come out here bring your camera i said okay i just trust him like a child i come outside and i see this amazing full moon and it was beautiful and huge and i knew i had to capture it now picture this it's late at night now a lot of people have issues with getting pictures late at night I didn't have an issue. I got on my tippy toes and stretched out. There's a tree literally across the street on the corner. And right there on that corner, for those who know 5-5 Atlantic, Joseph House Shelter, it is a dumpster dumping area. The full moon was so bright, outstandingly beautiful. I knew I had to capture it. So it was my bright idea to capture this full moon literally on my tippy toes, stretching with my zoom lens camera. It was my bright idea to not only capture um, this photo, but to capture it behind the tree on purpose. If you pay attention, there's leaves on top of this picture, this full moon picture. And I purposely did that to make the moon look like a plant. And it came out pretty good. Um, and I snapped and I snapped the ray. And long story short, the first time I sold my first professional picture, which was the full moon, which looks so amazing. I had to play that, y'all, because it was such a mystery to see such beauty before me across the street from the shelter, right where the garbage dumpster was at, um, a big garbage dumping depot area. People, and it smells so bad. Yeah, I didn't even notice all that. All I seen was that moon. And all I seen was that opportunity and I went for it. So I had a girlfriend who was looking through my work and her family's into photography and she's into photography and her family members who are famous in photography. Actually, she seen my work and said, I got to have it. I said, what? It was literally me to show her my work. It was not me an expectation of her wanting to buy something. She said, I got to have it. And I said, okay, she didn't ask for the copyright because for the copyright, I definitely would charge a lot for that because I've resold this picture over and over again. And so my point I'm making is she bought that picture in faith. She paid me ahead of time before I even had the picture develop. Hmm. You can't tell me that wasn't God. This woman don't even know me. She knew I was in the shelter. Me and her knew each other from a program. She wasn't in no shelter at all. I won't say the program she was in. I won't go there and reveal that. But I will tell you, she paid me ahead. And she asked me, will she receive the picture? I tried to say a week ahead of time, but I, I got it the very next day out of good faith. Since so she paid me ahead, I felt like in good faith I ought to have her work ahead. You know, I feel like that's like the moral thing to do. And I feel like as not only a business person and artist, but as a yeah, a business person, an artist and an individual, you ought to have a sense of morality or how you conduct your business. It's not what you do, it's how you do it. You ever heard that saying? 
I actually believe that. So, because she did me right, I did her right. So, here is the poem. Ready? Here we go. I see you from a... Let me see here. Yeah. I see you. I see you from afar. You're so big and round. There you stare without saying a thing. You just glow in colors of orangish red in the dark. As I watch you from a distance, I knew I had to have you in an instant. I had to get on my tippy toes and use my zoom lens and press in and snap back and forth at this bizarre stare that glows in the dark. Catching you was truly a work of art. This is how I feel about you. You appeal to my love for art. You are the first piece of art that I captured in the dark. I am grateful for capturing you, my first full, full moon. And that is my point for the full moon portion of this episode, this show that I'm able to do on audio. They call it caught. Um, other podcasting but it's fun for me I get to just be me and I'm learning to become very comfortable um, just speaking my mind just let my heart soar without I don't even have to show video if I chose not to and you know there's nothing like going after your dreams your vision beyond other people's and your own personal expectation Are you still there? Are you still listening? I have even more. More, you ready? Yeah. It's time. It's time for me to talk about my me facing my fears is the name of the photo that I took in back in 2017 this was the eclipse this eclipse travel court to my understanding cross country from state to state and I had to go after it hear me out here comes the point extra extra I heard from the news about you around 11-ish a.m. You were to appear in our atmosphere of the Camden of Camden and Philly atmosphere. Today, you made me face my fears of going up high. Yes, I'm afraid of heights. I choose not to fly. But I must go up high. Why? Why? Way up in the sky. My eyes can't wait to see 
you as you pass by the Ben Franklin Bridge. As I stretch and I sit down, I look up. Some people say it was luck for us to be up here. As I'm, as I'm, as I'm excited, instead of being in fear, looking forward for you to appear in our Camden atmosphere. The words that I heard was that you traveled according to the news channel. You travel from state to state. This is why I chose to participate at the sight of you reflecting from the moon and the sun. What fun, what a show. My eyes can see you expose your view of the sun and the moon. Are one in the same line? Some say, be careful, you might go blind. From the darkness in the light, my sight is fine. What a thrill. One space, one moment in time. I went against my fear. I heard, not that I heard, I had to capture you as you appeared in our atmosphere in 2017. I felt so free and amazed. Out of my fear, I had to take this trip and capture this eclipse. Thank you so much for hearing me out. There was so much wonder as I was able to capture this view. And the things that my eyes has been able to see, you know, sometimes I make little wishes like a child. I think we all kind of like kids. I wish I could shrink people and put them in my pocket and show them what my eyes have been able to see. But the great thing is that this camera of mine has made that actually possible. Digital photography has made that possible, has made that that thing that I'm aware of, that I love to do, that I love to cover, that I love to view, it has made me been able to share this with people like you, you, and you. I just thank you. Don't think I don't, I don't take you for granted because... Life can be so hard and difficult, but it can be so beautiful. And I choose to share the dramatic beauty that it is. And against my own fears and against my own doubts and worries, don't think I don't have them because I do. I'm sure you have them too. Don't think that I don't know if y'all won't accept me. Don't think that I don't be thinking that. Sometimes I do, but you cannot let your fears dictate your actions. That's what it becomes wrong. It's okay to be tempted by fear. It's okay to be in, de- in fear and doubt. Sometimes you have to do things in doubt. You know, I've, I've heard someone say this. If you really want something to be done in life, whatever your vision, your dream, your expectation, your desire and passion is, sometimes you have to do things in fear. You got to be bold and brave. You know, life is 
complicated. It is really complicated, but at the same time, there's some things that we are in charge of. Not a whole bunch, but enough to where we make, we call the shots. We make the choices. Sorry about that. Had a pause. We call the shots. We make the choices. In a world where you can become anything. That's what I believe. I believe we are in a world where we can become anything. Back when I had my first art gallery show, I would sit here and tell you. I was living in 5-5 Atlantic Shelter. Joseph House Shelter. Now, no one likes the shelter life. But see, where I was coming from was in Las Vegas, Nevada. And no, I'm not calling it hell, even though it is hot. It was just hell for me. That's the best way I can see it. I'm not a gambler. I didn't fit in. Um, I got tired of being there for eight years. And, you know, the whole being in love and being married. Do I still believe in that? Absolutely. That ex-husband of mine, he's my today nobody. He's my today nobody. That's, that's another way of me looking at it. Um, he really, really did a damage to me to where it's been four years and I'm still recovering from that. From that, I do. It's, I'm sorry, it's been, it's been four years while I've been back here four years. So I made sure I got that divorce before I left the state. Oh, he ain't going to have no rights to me at all. None of that. No legal rights of becoming one you can't become one with the one who keep on well we're not gonna get on that because that may make somebody depressed hell it may make me depressed and and make me in a place where I don't need to be I'm talking about my art and it was hard times for me I was homeless I was hiding and I used to pen handle to get money because in the state of Nevada if you don't have any children you get no cash, no GA, and you're just on the streets. They have day shelters like like here in, in New Jersey. But they have something called the paid shelter through the Salvation Army. I've actually stayed there because sometimes the free shelters were just too much. You have the women who are beat up. You have the women who are on drugs. You have the women who are just homeless. You have a variety pack and then you have the women with their kids. I'm, I love kids. But it got to me that this place was constantly, no matter what, was full of sickness. And you would think in the summer that, because it's Vegas, that it wouldn't have been like that. But at least that's how I used to think. And for whatever reason, it kept a lot of germs and little kids on down were getting sick. And I'm grateful that I had that experience. I'm learning to get to this beautiful acceptance point to where I could find good involved in that. The good in that was, and I met some sweet people along the way in my pen handling, terrified of the tourist uh, saga of my life, as well as me purposely being on the other side of Las Vegas to see my ex-husband, the stalker. Um, yes, he was a stalker. And people said, how do you know he stalked? Do you know your English language? <laughs> I'm not an English teacher, but stalking is a leaking verb. It is an action verb. Okay. <laughs> they actually followed you. It's not like, oh, I just seen him, blah, blah, blah. No, you actually watched this person follow you. 
and fight you in front of an attack and antagonize you. But I have to say today, the woman who I choose to be today, let's stop. Stop. The woman who I choose to be today refused to be that girl to let some man beat on her, antagonize her, and have parts of who she is and control her and manipulate her. No, that ain't her anymore. And you know what? Sometimes you have to be by yourself. I'm going to be straight with you. Sometimes, you know, I don't want any person, I don't care who you are, to sound my voice. I care, but I don't care. What I mean, I don't care is nobody deserves to be treated in that mannerism like I was treated. And I'm so grateful for the woman I chose to. I had enough brain to remember that I used to stay in Jersey. And I remember the state of Jersey and the love that existed there for a person who wasn't even from there. I just happened to go to school there. I got tired of living in, in, in 313. I haven't lived in 313 in 20 years. Okay, just giving y'all a little info on how old I am. But the point I'm making is I got tired of living there and I made a choice. I knew as a kid at like 12 years old, 13, I knew Detroit, for whatever reason, wasn't for me. It was a pl- it's a place of hell for me. We're not going to stay on Detroit saga and all that crap that I went through there. But I survive is really my point. And I'm a very strong person and I didn't know this. So, so forth is the abuse that I endure from Detroit, from Las Vegas, Nevada, and the guy who wanted me to be his wife and I was his wife. And I actually went to the Chapel of Love. A really, the chapel is actually kind of big. Um, it's in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. You can look it up. Vegas is notorious for having all these chapels. And, yeah, I'm grateful that um, Legal Aid helped me out. As soon as they found out my issues with that husband of mine who wouldn't leave me alone, they said, oh, yeah, it won't be a problem. They said two, it takes two weeks to find out if we can do this for free for you. Within five days, business days, I found out. They were like, not a problem. They hurry up and sign off on it. And the state granted me my divorce. So I'm free. So any guy who calls himself liking me or whatever, because you have to look at people from beyond what you see, what you're attracted to. I would tell any person, and some people don't understand where I'm coming from when I say, you don't know a person based on how they look. Now, the attraction gets you in the door. Don't get me wrong now. I love men. So not only do I love men, but I have a certain prototype. Just like for those men who are listening, for those women who are listening, you have your prototype. That gets you in the door. Let's keep it real and honest. You know what you like, what your preference is. But at the same time, the way the person looks does not show their character. And then when you just get to know somebody, it's like they're on trial. Before you marry them, it's like you really don't know them. At least, in, I want to say my situation. I have to make it personal, okay, before I give anybody any advice. My situation, I didn't really know him. We were friends for six months, and we dated for one year. That is not long enough. He pretended to be a whole bunch of, of something that I, don't, I thought was love and I thought was the right thing to do, and... I had a, a maniac on my hands, basically. And the woman who I choose to be today, I actually can 
encourage, inspire, and grow as an individual as well as encourage those who want to be encouraged. Now, I will say this to people. Yes, it's nothing wrong with having a big heart. Nothing at all. But at the same time, I advise you, make things a little easier on you. Know who want to be helped or the word saved. I'm not a Jesus Christ. I'll tell you in a minute now because I know there's one Lord and Savior and I am not perfect and I'm nobody's recovery. If someone on, on whatever they on, if it's just a stupid way of living. The moment I see you psychotic, I have no problem today. Thank you, Tanisha, if you're listening. Because <laughs> people like Tanisha, who told me about the law, and the law here in Jersey do not play. That's the one thing I can give them. I had a, a situation where somebody who I found out later was an abusive you-know-what, and he didn't put get a chance to put his hands on me. But the moment you tell me how you gonna beat me up, oh, okay, I'm gonna make sure I have nothing to do with you. Now he's like on the outskirts, and when I say the word outskirts, on the outside, away from me. Do I see him? Of course I do. He stays in the neighborhood. Do I want anything to do with him? Oh no, that's like, that's like a dream you don't want. I love you. I want to do all this for you. Yeah, he was spending the money on me. Of course he was. Because the woman who I choose to be today ain't going to put up with a man who ain't trying to help you. I don't need no grown-ass grown kid. Let's keep it real for a minute. Ladies, y'all hear me? Y'all feel me? Because I'm like this. I don't need no grown-ass man and try to raise him. Oh, no. Hell, that's a hell to the now. And I'm over here quoting Whitney. Now, who met the woman? But it's a straight hell to the now. And long story short, I refuse to be that woman. I refuse to be so desperate. They'll get me wrong. There's a part of me, yes, I want to be with a decent guy, but for the right reasons. And I want him to be there for the right reasons. I want him to be exactly who he said he is and actually enjoy the benefits of growing in a healthy, supported relationship where you're not suspect. And I know this sounds kind of crazy because a person who's a victim, is they're treated like they're the suspect. But the truth be told, it's the monster that's the problem, not you. And so the woman who is allowing herself to heal refuse to tolerate the dumb mess that abusive people, even in so-called friendships, there's some people out there that you be friends with and they're toxic. I've experienced that and I straight, it's a straight cut off. So, and then yes, I've experienced that here in Jersey and yes, I blocked those people and I have nothing to do with them, but knowing that was something I had to grow from. And I have met people like that, that they want to be your friend for different, sick, sad reasons. And I'm not that one. I'm, I'm that one who, if you come too close, I might hurt you. You know, if, if and this is not a threat. I don't do threats and I don't do promises. I just do action because my life and who I am I'm worthy of it. So I'm going to protect me. You ain't got to know I'm worthy of it or anybody. It's me who has to love herself enough to know she's worthy of it. Wow, I just got into a very deep conversation about my life and how far I've came. And listen to me. Hear me out just for five more seconds and I'm about to sign off. Okay. Yeah, I don't know you. I don't know how talented you are, how strong you are, 
how non-strong you are, but I believe you have passion or greatness about yourself. See, let me tell you something, and I heard someone say this, and this is true. Eagles fly with eagles. Am I calling myself an eagle? Yeah, I am. Absolutely. How many people have you met in your life, including myself, that was in an abuse situation, situations from my youth on down to the here and now and have escaped with her life? And now her life is a story to encourage and, and even encourage myself in the midst of me making my decisions in life, when I meet somebody who said they like me, but they show me that they're really a disgusting individual, it's a straight cutoff for me. Uh, I meet you. You said you're my friend, but you're not a, a friend. You a friend of me. Friend of me. Let's break it down. Friend of me. You, we all heard the term before. It's actually quite true. They're, they're psychotic people. It's simple as that. And they just want to do things they ain't got no business doing. And I'm the one who ain't trying to let you do it. I'm the one who, um, I hate to sound like I'm kind of rough because I'm far from rough. I'm just a survivor. And I'm just a person who loves Tamika enough to protect herself. I don't know who I'm talking to and who's all listening at the sound of my voice. But hear me out. Do not let people play games with your life. Do not let people play games with your safety. Do not allow them to have that type of authority over your precious life that you're not going to get back. Your precious time, your, even your precious money, your precious body. Let me keep going. Your precious energy. Do not let these people. There's, there's scum out there. Y'all, I'm sure I ain't the only person in this big world that know that there are scum out there. I call them scum, but they're a little worse than scum because, see, they make choices to be on an insane level. On an insane level of, I'm going to dictate you, I'm going to control you, I'm going to do things to you for my will and for their gain and for your loss. Them people, you want to stay away from them people and keep on enjoying that great life, that great scene that makes you who you are. And don't let people and circumstances, including this coronavirus, dictate who you are. Sometimes in our hardest situations, it really shows who we, how we shine. You know, the whole science behind diamonds and how diamonds are created, you know, it requires a lot of pressure for these beautiful diamonds to manifest. Now, that's how we are as people. When we're up under pressure, how are you going to act? How are you going to act? Are you going to flip out? No, you don't have to flip out. You are, your mind and your heart is more strong than that. You as an individual, even, I would even say your character, your spirit is far stronger than that. I want you to know that for yourself. Don't let no one else tell you any different. And you don't need nobody to... Um, that's what I'm looking for. You need to be codependent to a point to where you look for people to appraise you. You don't, you're greater than that. The people who approve you and appraise you, they'll come. They'll come. Because your gift will make room for you. I actually had somebody try to sabotage my first archaeology show. A woman who worked in investing in stocks. She stays in Philadelphia. Who volunteered at the 5-5 Atlantic Shelter. She said, oh, do you need help? I told her about my art gallery show. She, asked, she, she said she's an amateur 
artist and she wanted to help me blah 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 and she asked me what did I need I even told her open my mouth and told her why did I tell her that I really believe she meant good that's why I told her I told her that uh, of the people that want me to do the art gallery show and see, I told the people and promised the people, Ronja and William Butler, that I would do this art gallery show. So she said, what's the person's number so I can talk to them and ask them what else do you need? I said, okay, just, you know, being, I would say naive because I didn't know this person was harboring things in their heart and wasn't right. So I found out later that she told the host of art gallery show as well as yeah, the host of the art gallery show that I was not able to do it. And she's. I think she snapped out on them. She snapped out on the host and said I was a, they were expecting far too much from me because I was in a shelter. And she even told them I was in a shelter. Women try to sabotage me. This woman who is an investor, this woman who lives in Philly. And Philly, for those who live in Philly, Philly is beautiful. I used to stay on the south side of Philly. 20th and Tasker. I'm just, I'm naming off where I used to be, where my apartment was at. I stayed on the first floor. It was one of those double-decker world houses where all the houses are connected for those who live in Philly. Yeah, I stay on the south side, not too far from Geno's. And let me get back to when I was getting sabotaged. So I'm a Christian, so I'm going to tell you what I've learned to do. Because, see, you can go ahead and try to sabotage people who sabotage you. But, see, I just have this faith that my God is bigger than whatever mess you're throwing up under me. So, this is what I did. I used the word of God literally on her. <laughs> and this woman proclaimed to be a Christian. So, I said to myself, I know God enough to know that he don't use. He doesn't do things like that. That's not God blessing me. That was a person trying to sabotage me. So, this is what I said to her. I went off on her. Not like getting like cursing, but just telling the truth, making her tell the truth. And this is what I asked her. I asked her, I said, why did you tell her I was in the shelter? Then she going to say, well, I, I assume they already knew. And I, I'm, 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 I'm upset because I already knew she was going to say that to make herself look good. So this is what Tamika did. Believer, Bible thumper. This is what I did. I said, you ever heard this saying that my... My gift will make room for me? She said, no. Where you heard that at? I said, in the Holy Bible. I said, look it up. I said, I don't need your help. And I left it there. I said, God will make a way for me. See, I'm going to tell you something. I don't care how tough the situation looks. When you have the Lord Jesus, I guess I'm going to say Jesus because that's who I stand with. That's why I believe I'm still existing and Living, so yes, of course I'm a, I'm gonna praise him and I'm gonna say who he is. No shame here. So, point I'm making. I said, yeah, I said if I said what I had to say, that someone else, God will use someone else. You don't even know who's on your side and give you favor. Someone, his name is Kevin. He works at the shelter. I don't tell a lot of people this. His name is Kevin. He used to work at New Visions, but now he worked at the Joseph House Shelter. And after the renovation, he's back at Joseph House, Joseph House Shelter. This man don't know me, but he knew my God. He gave me favor. Forty-five pictures developed. He paid for with his credit card. How do I know? I watched the man do it. And he said, we're Christians. We don't have to talk about this. I don't have to parade you around. 
you see, because we both know that this glory belongs to God. And then all those frames that I needed, I needed 45 frames. That's a lot, folks. 45 frames hanged up in a green trailer that Roger and William Butler that I met at an art gallery show gave me an opportunity. Three months of me living back in New Jersey. This is my first art gallery show. And yes, I sold everything that night. So let me continue. That's another blessing right there. So with all that being said, yeah, there are people who would try to come against your talent. And I have to tell you, when you have God on your side, you just believe. Surely, no matter what, believe. And I advise you keep on believing. I can sit here and tell you I was living the American dream. I went and I sold my work and I got tips included. 45 pieces, my work on the Rutgers, I'll tell you the location for those who know Jersey, across the street from the soccer field of Rutgers on their campus, their community, I sold 45 pieces of my work. Not only did I sell that, I had live music. The community, it was called the Third, Third Thursday Art Crawl. I'm not sure, I don't think they have, a, um, I don't think they exist anymore. But it was the third Thursday of the month. It was a free art gallery show. And Rhonda and William Butler seen I gave me an opportunity. And I believe that was God three months after me living here in a shelter on a cot. I was blessed with that. And I'm so grateful with that. And so regardless of the situations I had to go through dealing with that woman who is accomplished, but just because someone has money does not, de does not depict the character of who they are. They just have money. That's it. That's it. And they could be a really hard person. Oh, let me give you the kicker. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, He'll make my enemies my footstool. I actually had it happen through her. And this is not the first time. Some people wonder why I believe in that Bible. I actually believe, studied, and seen it work for myself. Let me continue. Months later, she see my work. And of course I have a copy of everything. She bought four pieces from me. Talk about God making people your footstool. The same person who basically told the people that I, I wasn't able or capable of providing what I needed for my art gallery show. This is the same person. Yeah, came back and bought my pieces with a tip. I'm sorry, not with a tip, but I just know she bought all four of my pieces at the price that I set. You can't tell me that's not a favor. God will literally allow people to act a fool and then bless you later. And I've had it happen even where I'm sitting at right now. Going through living with the housing with a heart, I'm glad I had to go through that. But also at the same time, I had to go through hell living with a person that was unfortunately a really bad person. Not trying to talk about her, but I went through hell. I kept communicating with our same mutual case manager who actually bought my work, not once, not twice, eight times, bought my work. That's not legal. Of course not. And of course I'm not going to say anything. I'm grateful for that. Eight times. She loved my work that much. That's saying a lot about my talent and my favor. And 
I'm sure she has a lot of clients, but I had to wait three months for this person to move up and out, and now she stays in Camden. And I think it's hilarious. I'm going to tell you why I think it's hilarious. It's hilarious because this person had the nerve to be racist. You can choose to be racist. This is truly a choice on your part. You had the nerve to be racist, you who are living a homosexual lifestyle, you who are a big dolphin, you who are blah, blah, blah. I'm not the problem. And the program knew about it. And that's why she had to get up out of this place. And God gave me favor. I believe that without a shadow of a doubt. Maybe y'all don't believe that. But it's something I went through. And I kept calling the police on this woman three times. Because she ain't going to get me to well off and hit her so I can get my house and took away from me. No, I got too much to lose. She the one that's getting a, a check from the state, not me. So the way I look at it, I had too much to lose. And I had to bear it and go through it. And I went through it. Three months and me nights, I was not sleeping because of her party and her company. Yeah, it was not easy. It was quite tough. But you know what? I'm right here by myself without her sick, sad company. Because everybody who knew her, anybody who's dealt with any person that had whatever drug issue, knows that all, everybody used each other. So it's, she knew she had like all these so-called friends. They, all they do is get high. And I thank God that I'm not even tempted in the least bit to get high. What? No. Now, maybe... Y'all don't hear me, but let me tell you, I've had enough people in my family who've abused, used and abused people and did drugs. And anybody close to them got burnt and burnt quite hard for their addiction. This is why one of the reasons why it's like, Ugh, it's not even a temptation for me. It's an insult. <laughs> I may not know everything, but I knew enough not to do that. And the most I've ever done, I'm, I'm going to be real with you. I have smoked weed. And yes, I did inhale. And yes, I've gotten high. Of course I have. But I'm not going to do things that's going to put me in a situation where, where I'm harming other people. No, that's not even my thing. I refuse to turn that corner. So when her pharmacy of drugs that were quite illegal, they weren't the, the municipal marijuana that a lot of folks smoke and so-calledly need. And some people do. Calm down. We does calm you down. At least you did it for me. I've heard people do other things. And like, I'm thinking you want something else more than weed. But okay. Just an opinion. Because weed ain't never did me like that. But I'm not sitting here quoting weed. Even though I feel like weed ain't nothing wrong with weed. If it ain't dictating your life, then you're fine. That's how I feel. So, long story short, I am... Um, I've learned to be a stronger person because of it. So now I have peace. I sleep in peace. I don't have to worry about is my stuff being stolen every time I leave my apartment. Now I'm forced to stay in this apartment. That's fine. But this is the thing. I don't have to worry about someone coming in here taking my stuff. Or if I had anything of any value I had to have on my back. It took me a while, a good while, before I got used to I'm here. It's my place now. <laughs> this situation has made me get like become comfortable with this place. And I don't have to worry about the police coming in and out. Anybody who's required the police to be in your life, they're not worthy 
of your time, your attention, your safety, your peace of mind. Oh, there's not a dollar sign you could put on your peace of mind. And I like to think y'all would agree with me that you can't put a dollar sign on your peace of mind. So, with all that being said, thank you for letting me reveal many mysteries to you of my work. And this is a great thank you. A great thank you for being there for me and hearing this segment and allowing for those who actually took my knowledge of life and wisdom to heart. Thank you. Thank you for letting it help you. It's, you know, this is how I feel. I'm an older sister, so most I do is advise you, guide you, and what you do with it is truthfully on you. If you want to, you know, allow yourself to get hurt, and that's the life you want to continually live, you know, that don't hurt my feelings, right? <laughs> it's really on you. Um, so I'm so happy to be here with you. At the sound of my voice, I just want to say thank you so much. And thanks for hearing this show. And this is Tamika signing off. Thank you. Bye-bye.